Welcome to Marketing Unfiltered, where I ditch the highlight reel and share the unfiltered truth about how to get clients online. The good, the bad, and the OMG, thank God I'm not the only one. I'm Sophia Para. Let's dive in. Today, I want to talk to you about your content pillars. I've been getting a lot of questions recently from people in the DMs, just feeling almost panicked that they don't have content pillars or that they can't decide on their content pillars or they're not sure if their content pillars are working for them. And, you know, I'm going to admit we have a lot of hands on training around this inside of what the heck to post. And even then, it's really hard to give. I'm not going to say general feedback because inside of what the heck to post, we don't give general feedback ever. If people are asking a question, we make it very specific to them. However, I think that it can take a bit to really nail your content pillars. I actually want you to know that for me, you know, I used to, I think the content pillars I have right now, I have not touched them for two years. I really found them. I'm like, this feels so good. I'm going to give you a couple questions later in the episode to ask yourself to consider if your content pillars are the right pillars for you. But they feel so good for me. But before that, like the five years, I can never figure out if I've had my business for six years or seven years. But the few years before that, I was changing my content pillars almost like every year, probably even more often than that. I didn't, I couldn't really find the pillars that clicked for me. So I just want to give you permission. I'm going to get, we're going to have a conversation today about how to come up with your content pillars, but I just want to give you permission to try things on, to experiment. And the reason why you have that permission is because your content pillars are an organizational tool. They are for no one else's eyes, but yours. So you do not need to overthink these. If you do them quote unquote wrong, no one's gonna know. So there is literally no reason to freak out about them. Also, they're never set in stone. They're just something to help you keep your shit organized, (laughs) to help you keep your brain organized, to help you understand are my pillars leading to what I am selling? Actually, we'll put a pin in that. We'll get to that at the end. But I just want you to to remind yourself of that. Like they're for your eyes only and they're there to keep your brain focused on what you're doing because not all of us, but some of us can struggle with that, right? Can struggle with being like, oh, is this relevant to my business? Should I share this? Why am I sharing this? And kind of spiraling around that. So your content pillars are just there to help you, to support you and making sure that if you are ever asking those questions, you've got something to refer to. Okay. So let's dive in. Okay. So what the heck are content pillars for anyone who's like content pillars? You might've heard them called content buckets. I feel like they're usually typically called content buckets or content pillars. And they're essentially sets of themes or topics that you share within your content. And the reason we use content pillars is so that we can be known for something. It It helps us stay on track so that we're not just some random person, someone follows on the internet, we become the go-to coach for the thing that people are looking for solutions around because we kind of start to get repetitive. And and PS, that's a good thing. I'll get to that in a second. But we start to get repetitive, right? If we're talking about like the same three to five things, I don't typically suggest that you have more than five different content pillars. And then I think that a lot of people, sometimes when we go through this exercise, they come up with three, which is great. 
But I do typically recommend that, yeah, three to five is probably a good place to land. But when you start creating content around these three to five themes, this is when people really start to see you as someone who's an expert on something, right? And so when it comes to considering if we're going to invest in that thing, you come up, especially if you're also doing your relationship work and things like that. So that's really what content pillars are for. They're just designed to keep you on track so that you show up in a more intentional way. Not to mention content creation becomes so much easier when you have something like content pillars because content pillars become the first step to mapping out your content so that you can see how or if your content brings back to your business. And I'm not going to talk about I'm not going to talk about content mapping today. Content mapping is I we just did a like a 3-hour workshop on content mapping inside of what the heck to post last week. So if you do want to join what the heck to post, you can have access to the, con- the content mapping workshop and any resources that we share in there. But, but I'm not going to talk about that because like as you can imagine, that's a much bigger conversation. But the point around content mapping is kind of what we've been talking about. It's really just to understand, okay, here are my content pillars. Are my content pillars aligned with what I am selling? And if they are, you're generally going in the right direction. But I understand me just saying that right now is probably doesn't make it easier for you to come up with those content pillars. So let me walk you through an exercise that you can do right now. Or if you're driving or multitasking, like just hear the exercise and do it when you get home. But this exercise is going to give you an opportunity to come up with your own content pillars. So it's a three-step guide, let's say. And then before I dive in, I want to stress there are many ways to discover your content pillars. Okay. So if this doesn't resonate with you, or if you give it a try and it doesn't work or whatever, like that's fine. There's lots of other ways to discover your content pillars. But the reason I like this way is because it is rooted in what problems your ideal clients are asking for solutions around. Okay. So I'll say that now. And if I feel like I need to elaborate on that later, I will. But I think once I go through, you're like, oh, I see what she's saying. Okay. So let's dive in. Step one, I want you to take out a journal or something, just something that you can write on and write a list of your client's biggest pain points. Meaning when your clients come to you, what problems are they hoping you will help them solve? What questions are they asking for? And for me, when I did this work, I did this work right off the back of some message mining interviews where I did free calls with about 10 people. And it was just calls for me to do some market research, really. I wanted to understand their problems. I really wanted to understand what they were trying to solve. And so I recorded these conversations and I transcribed them. And so What will make this even more effective is if you have done some kind of work like that. And if you haven't, you can also use your discovery calls or conversations you've had with your clients, especially the newer ones when they first start working with you. What are the problems that they want to solve? And more importantly, what words do they use when they describe them? So for me, when I did this exercise, these are some of the things that came up. People said, I don't get clients because no one follows me. How do people discover me? Right? They wanted to understand how to be discovered if no one was following them. And no matter how much they posted, like they still didn't get any followers. People also would say things like, I wish I had more engagement. I feel like the algorithm works against me. 
I don't know what I did wrong, all that kind of stuff, right? People would also say, I have so many ideas, but then it's time to post and I have nothing to say. I would get that one a lot. It's actually the reason why I created What the Heck to Post. I also heard people say, I wish it didn't take so much time. A post can take me hours and then it bombs. Now I've wasted my day and I have nothing to show for it. Again, these are all word for word out of my message mining interviews. Another person said, I'm super consistent, but I've got no clients. This doesn't work for me, this being social media. And I'll share one more, but I think you're getting the point. No one sees what I post because I have no followers. So I use hashtags and then people still don't see what I post. It is just so frustrating. Some of you listening to this might even be like, damn, that sounds like something I would say. But the reason it might feel like that is because I did these message mining interviews and I asked, like, if there was one thing you could get clarity on in the next 30 days, what would that thing be? Like, what is the thing that is, feels really urgent in the space of social media marketing? So I got all these questions and I, I did like a list, a long list of them. I probably had, I, I'm not going to give you a number that you have to hit. But to get for reference, I was journaling these questions and I definitely filled at least a page of pain points that people were struggling with. So then once I did that and I got all of like the questions people ask or as many as I could think of, step two is to categorize each pain point, meaning let's just pretend that you are going to file all of these problem, problems away in a filing cabinet. What would each file be labeled if you were going to be organizing these pain points, right? So what's the general topic that you'd file the pain point under? So I'll go through the ones that I just mentioned and share how I would have filed them. So for example, the first one I shared was, I don't get clients because no one follows me. How do people discover me? I would label that under growth. The second one was, I wish I had more engagement. I feel like the algorithm works against me and I don't know what I did wrong. So for me, this would be filed underneath engagement. The third one was, I have so many ideas, but then it's time to post and I have nothing to say. Definitely, this would be filed under content. The next one was, I wish it didn't take so much time. A post can take me hours and then it bombs and now I've wasted my day and I have nothing to show for it. I would file this under probably content, confidence, and engagement, okay? So as I'm doing this, right, I can be loose with like which ones I'm doing. It's just kind of like, what's your first instinct? How would you categorize this? The next one was, I'm super consistent, but I've got no clients. It doesn't work for me. Again, this would definitely be clients. No one sees what I post because I have no followers. So I use hashtags and then people still don't see what I post. It's just frustrating. This one I would categorize either as engagement or growth. Now, what you're starting to probably hear is that there are some repetitive categories, right? Which leads me to step three, look for the overlap. So let me recap and then we'll dive into step three a little deeper. Step one was to write out the most common pain points that you hear, right? Just give yourself a brain dump. You know, what I would probably do is I'd put a timer on the clock and do spend five minutes doing this. Step two was to categorize the pain points. If you were to file them away, how would like what would be the topic that you would file them under? Or you could even think about it if you're creating a course and you're gonna have like five modules, right? what would the modules all be under where you would answer these questions? Or I guess, what would the modules be named and where these questions would be answered? That's a better way to, to describe it. Now, step three is 
as I said, look for overlap. So like I said, there is definitely some repetitive topics. And when I looked through all of the topics, I had five very key topics and they were growth, engagement, clients, content, and confidence. And there I had it right there in front of me. I did have other topics, but they were not as prevalent. Like they were not they didn't dominate my list as much as growth, engagement, clients, content, and confidence. So those are the five topics according to my list of pain points that people are really struggling with. So that is how I discovered my content pillars. And from there, when I come up with content ideas, they are usually actually always aligned with growth, engagement, clients, content, or confidence. So now I am building a brand that has become very clear that I'm here to help you with growth, engagement, clients, content, and confidence. And it's interesting because you'll also notice if you're inside of what the heck to post, or if you're considering what the heck to post, these are all pain points that I address inside of what the heck to post, right? I talk about helping you be more confident online. I it's a It originated as a content membership to help you come up with content ideas, The ultimate goal is to help you build an online presence to attract clients. And then, of course, within the membership, we talk about strategies for growth and engagement, but I address it in my method, right? So all of these things, I have then gone on to make a huge part of my brand and my sales. Now, before, again, like I said, before we get in all your, in your head about this, I want to again remind you, content pillars are for your eyes only, right? No one else is going to see them. So when you do this exercise, if it feels like for me, this was so freaking clear when I did it, I was like, oh my gosh, finally, I've figured this out. But let's just say you don't have that moment. There's nothing wrong with you. Like I said, it took me like years to really find my content pillars for me. And a lot of that I think is because I put things out. I refined my message based off of feedback. I, I do market research maybe at a minimum once a year, but more likely twice a year. So in all of that market research, I got to confirm my pillars, to refine my pillars. Like I've done a lot of work on this. A lot of, I've given a lot of thought to this. And that's also just because of time, right? Because it's been seven years of me figuring this out. Whereas for you, it might be a year. It might be less than that, or even three years. Like these things do take time to refine a message. So reminder, content pillars are for your eyes only. Um, Do not you know, get in your head if this feels hard for you. But if it does feel hard for you, reach out to me over at social media on Instagram because I would like to talk to you about that. There might be some ways that I can support you through that. Okay, so now let's move into you've done the exercise and you want to double check, like just give a, you know, a little check-in to make sure that you have come up with pillars that are, are actually worth you trying them out, right? So I have two questions for you to consider. To just so that you you know approach these with some confidence. Hint, hint. One of my pillars is confidence. So naturally, what I do, you'll probably notice inside of this podcast, even. And I, I'm, this wasn't planned to even share, but it just makes sense. I now find myself because I know my pillars so well. I will naturally speak to, like 
like areas within the pillar. So this is obviously it within the pillar of content, but because confidence is such a big part of that, naturally I'm just going to speak to confidence, right? Because it's just so ingrained in me because I'm so used to this now, right? So you're going to notice this within yourself. And now that you're aware of my content pillars, I bet you anything you're going to start listening to this podcast in a whole different way. You're going to be like, ah, now she's talking about the growth pillar. Now she's talking about the confidence pillar. Now she's talking about blah, blah, blah. So again, this is where it becomes, this is why it can be so helpful because now you listening to me on the other end are, I'm becoming a go-to person for something for you, right? And I'm not saying you don't have other go-to people for that same thing as well. Like there's room for all of us, but you, I'm not a stranger on the internet anymore for you. You see me as someone who speaks on something, right? And that is because I have defined my content pillars and I create content aligned with them. Okay. So there's two, I think it's two questions to ask yourself. Once you've got your content pillars, let's look at them and let's double check. Do these align with what I'm trying to do? The first question is when you look at your content pillars, do you feel inspired and full of ideas around what to post inside of those topics? Just take a moment and consider that. The second question is, do the topics align with what you coach or sell? So for me, when I defined my pillars, I ended up building out what the heck to post to align with those pillars. But you might already have a business and maybe social media is something that you're coming into a little bit later. So if you're at the beginning, this might be something for you to use as inspiration as you build out your offers. But if you're someone who already has offers built out, this is just a great way to take a look at those pillars and then look at what you are selling. Do they align? Because if they do not, something isn't fitting. And it could be the offers or it could be the pillars. Because if the pillars were defined based on what people are asking for, the problems that they are looking to solve, right? If that's where these pillars came up, your offers and the how you sell your offerings should match with those, right? If they do not, and you're having trouble selling the offers or something like that, this could be why, right? So this is another reason why I love at least thinking about my content pillars. I don't let them run my life or anything like that. Like I said, they're there for inspiration. They're there to keep me on track. But of course, like no one knows what they are. So if I want to have a rebel day where I post about something unrelated, I'm going to do it, (laughs) of course. But what they are also there for is just helping me almost audit myself every once in a while, right? So again, the questions are, when you look at your content pillars, do you feel inspired and full ideas around what to post? Meaning, let's say you're, let, if you're in what the heck to post, let's just say you're in what the heck to post and we have a week of prompts and templates for you. If you're feeling stuck on how to use that template for your business, what I would then do is look at your content pillars, right? I've given you a very detailed prompt. I've given you a template. I've talked about the strategy behind that. Now look at your content pillars and see how within one of your topics you can apply it. So it's just something that helps. It should help you flesh out an idea or choose a topic for the day. And then again, number two is do the topics align with what you coach and or sell. All right. And if you answered yes to both of those questions, then I think you're at least set to give them a go right? You might refine them down the line, but you're definitely, you can definitely put them out there and see what happens. 
And that is a wrap, my friends, on content pillars. I am so freaking excited to hear your content pillars. And if you would like to DM them to me at Sophia Para, you are more than welcome. All right, folks, have an awesome Monday and rest of the week. I cannot wait to see you on the next one. Give yourself a pat on the back because you made it to the end, which means you gave yourself and your business some time today. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know your support is what makes it possible for us to keep making it. So it would make my day if you gave us a five-star rating and review. I also want to make sure this podcast actually answers your marketing questions, like for real, for real. So if you're a coach and you've got a marketing question that's keeping you stuck, just DM it to me over at Sophia Para on Instagram. Or if you're in the United States, you can text it to my personal number at 917-810-2418. That way I can share resources or create a future episode just for you. See you on the next one.